Welcome to It Is Rough Out There, Season 6, Episode 2. And here we are down at the Framingham Dog Park. Framingham Dog Park, everybody. It's pretty cool. What's up with you, Kim? So um, I love this area of Framingham because my dad grew up in Framingham, and so we spent a lot of time around here. We're actually recording over at the Barbary School in Framingham because it is super busy around here. That parking lot was jammed full Jam the dog park. Packed. It's not even open yet. And guess who we saw? Animal control. I was very mindful of that. I was impressed. Very impressed. He's already here. And there weren't even, there was only like one dog going for a walk in the field. Yeah, exactly. So we're over here um, in a place that I spent a lot of time, especially with my grandmother. We used to love coming over here to Cushing Park to walk around and have fun. My dogs love coming over to Cushing Park to walk around on leash. Um, we're right across from the farm pond park where there's the beautiful pond in the back. It's there's so a breeze. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous over here. It's feel, really nice. I do feel like I'm in like the woods of Maine. In yeah. A, at a lake. And it, I live five miles from here. Yeah. And I knew it, never knew it was this beautiful. There's there. lot to do, lots to do around here because there's also a skate park. I saw that. Did you see the dad putting his helmet on with his yes. like four-year-old putting oh his gosh, helmet on and so they're getting cute. ready to go together? So this is actually a great setup. So if you're, um, you know, a dog owner and you have kids, because I believe that Framingham is going to have an 18 plus only in the park. Yes. As part of their rules. But there's also so many other things that's good for families. So if, you know, kids aren't allowed in the dog park, there's actually a playground right next door. There's the skate park. And today it looks like they're doing some sort of tree climbing. I think it looks a little bit like a tree climbing competition. They had like sponsor banners out and there were all these tree companies part with their trucks parked around. So pretty cool. Yeah. Can I give you a little um, a little history on Cushing Memorial Park? Oh, it's, it's so windy. It's, so it's windy. a windy day. Go ahead. Cushing Memorial Park has entrances off of Dudley Road and Winter Street. The park is located on 57 acres. It is the site of a World War II Army hospital. The park offers walking and passive recreation areas. It also houses Cushing Memorial Chapel, the Academy Building, and the Cushing Building. The park is maintained by the city's Parks and Recreation Department. And also located on that property is Farm Pond. Farm Pond offers fishing, boat access, a full accessible playground, bocce courts, and walking trails. <gasps> bocce courts? Yeah. Wa uh, Farm Pond Park is used year-round for family picnics, permitted community cultural events, including the annual Latin Fest, Fall Fest, and a large number of weddings. This area is also maintained by the city's Parks and Recreation Department. And you can request a permit if you want to host an event there. Oh, that's awesome. Shout out to Framingham Recreation and Parks Department. They do, they have a lot of really fun things around this area. Yes, they definitely do. So come down to Dudley Road in Framingham and take a look. There's a lot to see. Um, we parked over at the Barbary School, which um, was helpful because there was no parking over near the, the dog park and over near the skate park. And just for like a point of reference, it is up near the Loring Arena and the Keefe Technical High School. 
So it's all that general vicinity. And on the weekends, there's certainly a lot of overflow parking available because that parking lot is small, like our parking lot is for the dog park. Right. <clears throat> exactly. We don't have three, you know, three or four reasons for people to come. But I imagine there's places to park all the way around right pond because it's quite a beautiful walk oh my gosh this is such a beautiful space and it's and like i said before it's really nice because there's lots to do in this one area right unlike our park which is right on a very busy road there is the middlesex um path that people can walk on and they can park on another side but we're kind of just a one one man show Right. And at our the, park. There is the occasional fisherman for the lake, True. Across, lake across the street, but that's like one or two cars right. in an afternoon. Over at beautiful Lake Katituate, where Kelly and I like to kayak. I know. I can't wait. It's too cold today, boy, I'll tell you. It is kind of cold today. Kim says, I love this weather. I'm, this is called fake spring. This is my this is favorite, <laughs> favorite weather. I love a breeze. I love when it, you know, it's not too sweltering, but Kelly loves the heat. It is 62, it is the middle of June, and people are acting like it's summer, and I need a jacket. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, um, so people can't see Kelly, but she's wearing a sleeveless shirt. I am actually wearing a long sleeve shirt. You dressed for the weather. <laughs> I dressed for the middle of June. What can I say? When you live in New England, you never quite know, know what's going to happen, and I right? I looked at my jacket on the hook as I walked out the door, and I went, nah. I don't need that. No. Maybe it'll be warmer by noontime. So let's talk a little bit about the Framingham um, Dog Park. So as we said before, there is going to be an 18 plus only in the park. Right. Just because we have found that having children in a dog park can be quite of a, a situation. Well, almost all of the dog parks around here have a minimum age limit and it is usually teen years. Right. Um, and I've seen more and more hiking it up to 18. So, I mean, it's good to see they're just going to start off on the right foot. Right. Exactly. So, um, and they did have, they have like activities. Did you see that? Yeah. So they have like little, it looks like little agility type things that the dogs could do there. They have, um, an area that's kind of, um, flat. Right. Yep. That has it looks like some sort of um, like pebbly material, pea gravel material. There's um, benches. There's a lot of areas that, you know, people can let their dogs enjoy. But then there's a lot of hilly areas. Right. There was that whole grassy hill on the backside. Right. Which is going to be beautiful because, you know, as much as it's great to have a dog park that isn't gigantic because Mm -hmm. it's easier to maintain, this is big enough that people can actually walk in and then walk like all the way to the far corner or walk around if they have like a larger dog or a dog that needs exercise or space. Right. Rather than hovering at the gate. Right. Like people do at the Natick Park. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's like, it's kind of like the playground, right? You walk in with your kids and you stand there and the kids go play and the parents converse and chat. And then when you're ready to go, you either have to fetch your child or the child comes back and goes, I want to go home. I have to go to the bathroom. And then you pack them up and leave. So it's like it's learned behavior because, you know, a lot of the people there also raise kids that went to a playground. So at a playground, unless they're like one to two, you're not really following them around. Right. And with a dog park, you really do need to follow them around. Right. Exactly. Well, and what I find to be really nice, too, is that the view is spectacular spectacular because of the water. 
Right. You'll be in the park and you could just sit there and enjoy. Like over at the Natick Dog Park, we do have views like peekaboo views right. <laughs> of Lake Atituate, but nothing like over here. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely stunning. And, you know, the folks in Framingham and the Recreation and Parks Department have done a lot of work. They've done a lot of studies. They have done a lot of vetting um, as far as this park goes like we did in Natick. And they have been working on this for probably as long as we did, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yep, they definitely did. And it was nice to see that because the hard part, I think, that went in the biggest piece that I could observe, and, and we talked to them quite a bit through the process, the biggest hurdle they had to get through was that this the city was a town when they started and they were changing like their form of government, which obviously takes huge priority over everything. And it took up a lot of bandwidth of a lot of the town leaders, but it was really nice that once it was settled and they came out of it, this was a priority. And right. they really did head right in, grab that group of volunteers at, and the name of their group is called Frambark and partnered with them and walked through this process. And it's they, the result is beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we're so happy for Framingham for, for getting this together because, as we know, it takes a lot of patience, a lot of perseverance, a lot of everything that you've got in your body right. <laughs> to stick you it have through. You got to give it your all. You got to give it your all to stick it through and, you know, make sure that, you know, you get all of your T's crossed and your I's dotted and make sure that everything is in place for um, things to work. So what we um, understand, which um, the podcast will also be over at the grand opening for the Framingham Dog Park, is that on Saturday... July 16th. I was just trying to look it up. They are going to have their grand opening of the dog park, which they plan to have a bunch of vendors and some activities and things like that for, you know, families and dogs and things like that. So this is, um, you know, sponsored by the folks at Frambark. They're the group that helps, you know, with this dog park, uh, kind of like with us, Fido of Natick. Right. They are. They're basically our counterparts in the right. next town over. Exactly. So um, we'll be there as, as, you know, Fido to support them, yes. another dog park. And we'll be there for the podcast to, you know, support them as well. And there's a bunch of other people that will be there to, to help uh, enjoy this beautiful new space. And celebrate the end of that journey. Right. And now they get to embark on the next journey. Embark? Embark on the next journey <laughs> of teaching their community how to best use their dog park. But hopefully they've had their training wheels. A lot of these users will have had their training wheels on up at the Natick Dog Park. So <laughs> they'll at least come in. I feel like where we were, the situation we were in were lots of dogs and people who came in that had never been to a dog park. And right. so now there's one in the next town. So I would bet that maybe if you pulled a Saturday audience, you're going to find that more than half of the people have been to one before. Right. And most likely it will have been the one in Natick. So. Right. And um, we opened at a very unique time in history. You know, we opened up during before a pandemic. The golf, before the golf courses were open. Right. I think. Yeah. And it was something that, you know, one of our biggest things that, you know, we really wanted to do was education. 
of pet owners. And there's a lot of people who are pet owners for the first time and maybe aren't quite sure on what the best practice is in order to bring a dog to the dog park. And right over in Natick, um, Kelly and I just recently, especially Kelly, has procured a number of lovely little items to make a little seating area outside of the park so that people can maybe bring their dog that's really not ready to go in the park yet and they can sit there, enjoy, watch, let the dog sniff around and um, be happy to just to be there, but maybe not be in the action of just yet, just yet, just yet until that dog is like dying to go in there. I did have a conversation with one of our sponsors and we were having a conversation about this new furniture that uh, lawn furniture that has arrived. And there's the potential of maybe doing like a book talk out on that little plaza, maybe one evening where we could have a conversation around um, some dog behavior or, you know, best practices for the park or, you know, why we have best practices for bringing your dog to the park. That's so good. I think it'll be fun. That sounds really good. So let's just, We really want to mention our amazing sponsors, right? Because without our amazing sponsors, oh, hello, there's some lovely people over here (laughs) waving to us. Um, We tried to be in a little bit of a discreet area, but... Feels like a zip trip. Yeah. Zip trip. Channel 25. 0170-01. Yes. Or 01702. I I think we're in 01701, but... Yeah. yeah. Could who be knows? either. Yeah. Um, so we want to thank our lovely sponsors. Um, we're actually going to have one of our, we just had a, a recording with one of our sponsors, Jill from Metro Pets. And we did a great episode with her and our friend Kim from Dingo Dog Studios. About amazing. amazing people. They sound like professors on the podcast episode. And they are amazing because we talked about humane training. Yeah. And we want to thank Jill and her staff over at Metro Pets in Natick because they are absolutely fabulous. And pretty soon we're going to talk to another sponsor. Marion Silk. Absolutely. Dr. Marion Silk is going to talk to us about gastrointestinal diseases oh, and what to do if you find your dog or cat. Call Marion. In that That's situation. <laughs> Right. And they were amazing. Yes. So we thank Silk Vet. And then we have this amazing opportunity, if needed, to have a telehealth appointment if you cannot get into your vet. So let's just give a shout out to Pet VRA Telehealth App. And by the way, we know the folks behind that telehealth app and they are amazing. Amazing. That they do a really nice job and they're really on the front edge of this technology. And I think it's really helpful, especially where we, you know, veterinary medicine is kind of taking the turn that health, our own medicine took about five years ago, which is where, you know, we went from just having a doctor and a town hospital to having kind of these pop-up shops of you know, convenient medicine or, you know, um, Natick emergency care, which is not an emergency room and it's not a hospital, but the veterinary industry is going through this. So it sometimes can be a little like, where do I go? Do I have to go anywhere? Right. And you could just use the app to consult, to find out, can I ride this out until Monday or Tuesday when my, with my own vet and be seen there? Or is this an emergency? Well, and what's really good is just recently we've seen a lot of people post things about like, say, for instance, your dog ate gum at oh, the at the park, yes. right? 
not the dog park, but maybe At the baseball park. field, yeah, right? I think that's where it was. It yeah. Was the so field. your dog ate gum, which you don't know what kind. You of don't gum. know if it has xylitol in it. Right. Um, and then somebody was telling me um, that there's something ABC gum. Yeah. Already been, been chewed. chewed. I was like, what the heck is ABC gum? That was like a middle school joke oh. back in the dark ages. <laughs> you know when we had the slates and the chalk. Right. ABC gum already ABC been gum. chewed. Yep. So. What I find to be very interesting is people reach out to non-experts. Oh, how about they reach out on social media for expert advice from the neighbors? From the neighbors who actually do not have a veterinary degree and do not see emergency cases, do not know what the, you know, the chemistry with some of these things can do to damage these organs of you know, our pets, our beloved pets. So I myself would rather speak to an actual professional and not Dr. Google, not my friends on Facebook. Hey, guess what? I heard a great one the other day. Dr. Google did not go to medical school. Yeah. Dr. Google. Why would you use Dr. Google? Right. Exactly. That is so, so true. So I would rather have peace of mind to know and speak to the folks over at a place like Pet VRA and say, hey, listen, we were at the baseball field. My dog picked up gum, ate it. What do I need to do? And they may say to you, it's fine because it's ABC gum. It's already been <laughs> chewed. I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, but but maybe, they may also just say maybe call animal poison control. Right. And very often at the ER, people will say, well, I'm here. Why do I have to call poison control? Well, you actually need to because as with our human doctors, our human doctors don't know every single thing. Right. Right. And we sometimes need experts to, you know, fill in such as, you know, um, say that you have a car, uh, heart disease. You need to speak with a cardiologist because maybe they have that specialty that you, you know, require for that situation. Right, right. So we have people, veterinarians and vet techs that work with poison control in that realm. And they study just things that are toxic to our animals. So that is a very important piece to understand that calling poison control is really important when our pets eat something that is potentially toxic. I had to call them once. Oh, I've had to call them. I only had to call once, but I'll tell you, it was, it was, it was kind of funny. It could have been scary. Yeah. Sophie jumped up on the counter and ate an entire plate of brownies oh yes didn't you have like a party and a bunch of people brought brownies everybody brought brownies there was a woman who used to live here and she dropped back into town after being gone for like five years and before she left she said to me kelly there's there's like nine people i want you to meet before i leave town and she took me like under her wing for like three weeks or a month because i was relatively new to town then and she introduced me to to these nine women who i am still in touch with to this day so when bonnie was coming back i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna tell the nine women right so i got everybody's info and contacted them and had invited them all over every single one of them showed up at my house with a pan of brownies and then when bonnie (laughs) got there she was like well these brownies are great except i'm starving can we go out for dinner so we piled it up and we put it in a plate on the table and we all went out to dinner that's funny and when we came home sophie who i think we'd only had her for a year or two at the time had polished off the plate (gasps) so we had to call it was dr jeff 
love Dr. Jeff. And he actually, our kids went to school together and I actually called him at home, which is probably not a privilege most people have. And he said, he asked me to check a couple things, call poison control, call him back. And that's exactly what we did. And we treated her with pumpkin and she was fine Yeah, because it was all boxed brownies, which has almost fake chocolate, chocolate, real chocolate in it. Well, and I think on an episode we talked about how um, a Sudafed tablet went missing and we have really, really, really small dogs. And two of my very small dogs potentially, um, I actually did bring them to the ER because that was the recommendation. Um, But then after we brought them to the ER, the Sudafed tablet was found in a car. So thank God. um, Because at that the stuff t- gives me a heart attack. Yeah. So they were really worried about our um, our Yorkie, Jackson, who is a, a diabetic Yorkie. Who's four pounds. Who was very small. And they were super worried about him. And, um, you know, I think it was like elevated heart rate and all that. So they wanted him to go on fluids. But thank goodness we found out later that um, I remember that, that it was actually the, the pill was found. And... Um, You know, those things happen. And, you know, I want people to know this first and foremost, especially if you come into the ER, we do not judge you. We do not care if your dog ate pot or marijuana or anything. anything. We really don't. Because dogs eat the darndest things. They eat the darndest things. Um, But just be honest. Just be honest with your veterinarian. Just be honest with the folks over at the ER or the urgent care and tell them what potentially or what your pet got into because then they can actually treat them effectively. Right. And anytime you're delaying because you're saying, Oh, I don't want to tell them. I can't tell you the number of people that will not tell us that their dog ate marijuana is absolutely ridiculous because marijuana is legal in Massachusetts. I was going to say. So you know what? We live in a place where you can have it at your house. You can totally have it at your house. So, um, I think that that's something that people really need to be mindful of. The longer you delay telling your vet what is going on, can, can, you know. The longer you delay treatment, really. You can delay treatment. So, or they or, might go down one path where they should have gone down a different path. Right. And that's probably going to cost you more money, too, because, you know, if, if you're saying, oh, no, that's, it, it wasn't marijuana, it could have been something right. toxic. Um, then maybe they're going to say, oh, well, maybe we should do some blood work. Maybe we should do this, this, and this. And maybe none of those things are really necessary, right? Right. So just be honest with your vet because honestly, they do not care. Right. And nobody's coming down and reading all of your veterinary records to right. see whose dogs are eating weed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not a thing. No, no. So, um, yeah, so we want to thank the, for our friends over at Pet VRA because they are a huge resource that people really should. Um, and it doesn't matter where you are in the world. No, you can be anywhere. Anyone can use them. Yeah, so go to petvra.co and you can go on their site, download their app, and just get it on your phone and have it ready for if you ever do need it. Oh, that reminds me because I did set up accounts for Riley and Sophie and we just had vaccines last week. Oh, good. Yeah, so, so you can update, update it. Update because yeah. that's the part I love is that if I'm like just thinking like, oh, my gosh, when is that vet appointment? I can go in that app and know that it's probably going to be in June because 
that's when they expire. Right. Exactly. Makes it a little easier. And we also want to thank our friends over at Weston Nurseries. I'm uh, so excited. Yeah. So they have something called Dog Days, yeah. and it is on the third Sunday of the month in their Hingham, Massachusetts location. Bring your dog, get 10% off of plants. Tell them it is rough out there sent you. Yes. Tell them that we sent you. And then on the fourth Sunday of the month, go to their Hopkinton location, which I was just at very recently. I'm buying a hat tomorrow. Yes. I want you to know. Kelly and I want to get hats. They They have have beautiful. Stellar sun hats. Yes. Gardening hats. Just keep all the sun off of us. Yes. Except Kelly doesn't like to keep the sun off her. No, I have to cover because, you know, it's yeah. not good. No. And I'm very bad at wearing sunscreen, so <laughs> I have to do something. <laughs> I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> no. So uh, go to their Hopkinton location on the fourth Sunday of the month. Bring your very well-behaved dog and get 10% off of plants. That sounds great. Yeah. So we love our sponsors. We thank them so much for all they do for us to make this actually we can do this because of them. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Right? We can do this with merch. And with hats and stickers <laughs> <laughs> and equipment, our own equipment, which allows us to just be like Fox News out in the, you know, yeah. Boston Fox. We're like zip trips. Zip trips on Fridays in the summer where they go to a town from like six in the morning until 10 in the morning. And they have like the marching band from the high school and, you know, local kind of uh, restaurant eateries come and talk about their things. And yeah. yeah. So feels a little bit like Mish Michaels out here. Yes. So we're going to be doing um, some little trips. Um, we love to be out and about. Uh, we'll be over at um, the Weston Nurseries location to record. And um, we look forward to all of our upcoming episodes. And I can't believe we're in season six. I can't <laughs> What started out to be like, let's just do four or five and color the, cover the rules. Yeah. Has just really blossomed into this really fun adventure. Right, exactly. And I'm grateful for it to be a partner with Kim in this. And I'm tirelessly at this. And I'm grateful that you're on this journey with me and everyone that we have that, you know, we're so very lucky. We have a lot of people that we know that are experts in this field. And um, I think what would be really great is our call to action at this point is to share the episodes, share the episodes with your dog friends, share the episode with your cat friends, and just share it as much as you can so that we can get the word out that we have have, you know, wonderful people on this episode, not just you and I, Kelly. (laughs) Maybe pick one where we have a guest. Yes. So we have um, most of our episodes, we have guests. It's very rare that it's just you and I alone, except today we are alone, but not. It's getting warmer by the minute. I wasn't wrong. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, what do we always say? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you You for for keeping us out of the doghouse. It is rough out there, rough out there.